reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 20, verses 29 through 34. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed Jesus. There were two blind men sitting by the roadside. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they shouted, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd sternly ordered them to be quiet, but they shouted even more loudly, Have mercy on us, Lord, son of David. Jesus stood still and called them, saying, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, let our eyes be opened. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately they regained their sight and followed him. Today's reflection is by Kim Parkman. I ride the F train often. Lately, I've been noticing the same little girl and her family selling snacks and chocolates on the train. I see them on my commute both ways most of the time. She looks to be about seven years old, and the whole family looks extremely tired, weathered, and quite frankly, they look very sad. When I first saw them trying to sell their wares, I said, no, thank you just like everyone else on the train. And the family moved on. As the days passed and I continued to see them, I started to imagine what their lives must be like. Are they Venezuelan migrants and thus unable to legally work? Were they evicted from their home? What has brought them to this train car on a cold New York City winter night selling chocolates for eight plus hours a day with their young daughter in tow? Is this how they're managing a living? If they are from Venezuela, how far did they walk and what did they endure on the way? And what are they praying for at night? I have heard this story of Jesus and the blind men before, but I always focused on the blind men pleading with Jesus for help until recently. I realized the crowd following Jesus who are telling the blind men to, quote, be quiet, are also vital characters. Why are the crowd telling the blind men to be quiet when they are asking for help? Why is the crowd dismissing them? And why are they seemingly trying to stop Jesus from helping them? Of course, instead of walking away or ignoring their pleas or, quote, telling them to be quiet, Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? And he performs a miracle to heal them. Who am I in this story? Who do I want to be in this story? Am I one of the blind men or am I the crowd? By calling ourselves Christians, we strive to act and serve as Jesus did. He does not dismiss those in need. Can I try my best to act like him? I believe that God performs miracles. But I also believe that sometimes we are the conduit for other people's divine interventions. What if I gave a homeless person some food or coffee or a metro card rather than walking away? What if I checked in on a neighbor or a friend who I hadn't spoken to in a while? What if I did an unexpected act of kindness for a coworker? Or what if I picked up some extra food on my weekly grocery trip to put in the tiny purple pantry? What if I finally registered as a donor with Be The Match? Or what if I bought some chocolate from that little girl? What if I tried asking those around me, what do you need, just like Jesus did, 
rather than dismissing or ignoring people in need, like the crowd. Some of these examples may be small gestures and others are larger commitments, but they all might be part of the miracle that someone else has been praying for. The Lord's Prayer Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 